Welcome to the Mildly Uncomfortable Podcast. This is a podcast in which two friends sit down to talk about different controversial subjects each episode. This episode is, of course, the first, so we're just going to be talking about ourselves and why we want to do a podcast and, you know, whatever. Uh, I'm your host, Brandon Zoyce, and alongside me is my co-host, Justin Coleman. What's up, guys? So, uh, this is a podcast, as I said, where we talk about different controversial subjects. For example different episodes we want to do things like sexuality religion things that people don't necessarily want to talk about but are very important to talk about for just you know friendships relationships or just a regular conversation with people you have in life you know so like i said again for the first episode we just want to talk about ourselves um and why we want to do this so i've wanted to do a podcast for quite a bit just talk like i said talking about controversial shit uh i wanted to do it for i would say like two years at this point and now we can actually do it because i got all the stuff we're able to sit down and record and have a good time like because uh me and justin are very good friends so being able to actually just talk about something that we both feel strongly about is a you know it's a great thing to do and being able to record it and actually get it out there and maybe relate to some people is even better you know do you want to start or do you want me to start um you can start you want to just go into yourself okay oh also i want to mention that we tried to record this one time before and it was really fucked up I don't, I'm not going to get on into all that, but it was, it was really fucked up. We also had Ramiro with us. Ramiro Velez is a very close friend of ours who, uh, he was going to be a host, but Ramiro has a lot of shit going on. He's very busy from, you know, like working and whatever. So he's, he's got a lot of shit going on. So Ramiro won't be a host, but he will be on, he'll be a guest on some of them. So that'll be cool. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to clear that up, because now we're trying to record the first one again, so it'll be, hopefully, this one will go up, and it'll be good. Yeah. Very excited about it, and just in general, I'm so excited about recording this. Yeah, the first one we did record did have Ramiro on it, just so you guys know, but the audio was... It was dog shit. It was, <laughs> it was bad. But yeah, so... Uh, like I said, I've wanted to do this for a while, and then having Justin on was my idea, obviously. Um, all of the equipment is mine, and not in a possessive type way, just in a way of, like, I want people to be around it who I trust. I don't want to have somebody who's just going to be reckless with it and not care, and then also not care about the, the podcast itself, like other guests who might be on it and uh, you know other friends that we have that we think would be good for a subject i don't want somebody who just doesn't care about any of this shit because i want it to be good like i want it to actually sound good and be good for everybody who cares about listening so um i was able to luckily do this with justin and i trust him a lot and then we have very good conversations outside of a recording so it's, I think bringing it to recording is very good. Um, so I'll, obviously I'll introduce myself and everything. I am Brandon Zoyce. Um, I, I mean, I love social media and, 
you know, going through with the whole social media aspect with, you know, recording and editing and stuff like that. I love film, so I want to go into film, you know. Uh, I want to be, you know, something with film, directing, editing, actually shooting, whatever. The, the whole podcast by itself, I love the idea of it, and I love being able to go through and actually do this. What about you, Justin? In terms of the podcast, like, I... I never really envisioned myself on one until you approached me with the idea, obviously. I'd always listen to them, like, for many years. At the beginning of high school, I've been listening to podcasts. It was, it's probably one of my favorite mediums. I get information through now. But just because in real life, I'm more of an introvert and I'm pretty quiet, I always felt like oh, I probably wouldn't be able to do one of these things, but... I'm like a one-on-one person with people. Like I talk when there's less people, when there's a bigger crowd. So like a podcast is kind of a perfect situation for me. In terms of who I am, like and what I want to do, I'm trying to go into art. I've always loved art, uh, political art to be specific. Just bring starting conversations with my pieces is, I guess, the best thing that can happen out of it, or the best thing that can come from making something. I want to focus in uh, graphic design just so I can start a career on that. Because starting with painting, it's kind of a, a rough road going down that road, if you know. But Why? Well, just because you don't, one, you don't make a lot of money because you're... Oh, really? You're essentially an entrepreneur. Like, you're funding yourself. You're buying all your supplies and you're hoping someone's going to buy your art. And in the beginning, you can't you won't be able to sell your art as much if you're not well-known. Obviously, the more well-known you get, the more you can sell your stuff for. Yeah. And many people do not get well-known. Like, it yeah, just doesn't that's happen. Yeah, that's a very, like, large field for people, you know? There's a fuck ton of people in paint. And, and just in art, obviously, in general, but... Yeah, there's a lot of people, but there's a f- there's only a few names... That, are, that have gotten big over the years. Like, really big one is Kendall Wiley. Like, he's one of my favorite, but that's just like a like a one in a million type of situation where it was a really good artist with really good concepts who got recognized. That doesn't always happen. He just got to be one of the lucky ones, I guess you could say. Ideally, I'd like to go back to college soon, hopefully, like, either fall or spring. I know for a fact I'll be back in spring, but I was aiming for this fall, but we'll see. Well, uh, talk about where you went then, and uh, how long ago, and how long you were actually there, whatever. I did go to, I went to college right out of high school, so the 2017 fall, yeah, it was fall 2017, I applied for a few colleges, and for a while, I thought I had my mind made up on SAIC, which is a college in downtown uh, Chicago. Really, really well-known college. I got a pretty good scholarship there. And for about a year and a half, I like, convinced myself that that was the school I was going to. And then when senior year came around, I was just applying to colleges just to see. And I got accepted to CCA, which is California College of the Arts which is based in downtown San Francisco and in Oakland, the Bay Area, basically, in California. And I kind of just changed my mind and ended up going there on 
I guess you could say, a win, just because I, I figured, like, oh, I've been in Detroit so long, like, I know how Detroit is, like, Chicago's not that much different, I feel like I should change my surroundings, change everything, and what's more different than halfway across the country? I never even thought about it that way, how Detroit and Chicago are very similar, I never, I never thought of it that way. Yeah. That's a, that's so weird, because I, I really never thought of it that way. Yeah, it's a big city in the Midwest. We're both in the Midwest. They're both big cities. So right. it's like, I want to I wanna try something new, change my environment completely. So then I just ended up going with CCA, which was a... You said, fuck it, dude. I really did, though. Like, <laughs> I do still kind of wonder what would have happened if I did go to SAIC, but like, I'm very happy I went to CCA. Like I met very good people there. But yeah, I went to CC. Uh, I went to. I flew out at the end of August of 2017. Of 2017 okay. with my mom. Oh, your mom went with you? Yep, she oh. went with me. Just to, I think she stayed for like two days. We went and the, I did like an orientation, and then I set up my dorm room, and then she left and flew back home, just because I was nervous of just leaving. Michigan and going to California alone. Oh like, yeah, of course. I would have to figure out a way to book a hotel and like get places on my own. Yeah, that's a huge thing. Even even not going to a different uh, state and the whole other you know side of America, it's like even just moving out. It's it's weird to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was just worried about it. like I had no idea how to do any of that stuff. I was like, so I asked, I was like. Can you just come with me at least for one day, just so like that I'm good? And she was happy to do it, which was cool. Yeah, that's really nice. Yeah, so I got moved in, and then she ended up leaving later that night. I think class started maybe a week and a half, maybe two weeks after I moved in. So I had been moved in for a while, and I kind of got introduced to the people who were in my dorm and the people who were actually my roommates. Everybody was pretty cool, but especially my roommate, David, he was one of my very best friends there. He's a really good guy. In terms of, I guess, the work that I did there, I did some of my best work that I've done, which is just, that's just how that works. When you come out of high school and you go into an art college, of course, you're going to do your best work in college. But Mainly when you're, like, very, very trying with it, too, because you want to pass it. Yeah, so... And I was, I was, I was doing as the kind of the best I could with all my classes, constantly pulling all nighters, like, which, in a weird way, I kind of do miss that, just like, a, a drive for being able to just work that hard. And it's the adrenaline that kicks in with it too. Yeah, and like, I just remember just staying up for two days, like doing coming home, doing homework, staying up all night getting on a 6 a.m. bus, catching going to a class, going to all my classes that day, coming home, and then working again till like, 5 and going to sleep for, like, three hours. Like, that, that, was, that is just ridiculous. Like, that is seriously ridiculous shit. Yeah, that kind of stuff, it really only happens if you're doing, like, midterms or you're going through finals. Like, for me personally, midterms were a little bit worse than finals because, like, I was not ready. 
Like, wait, you said midterms were uh, harder? Yeah, midterms were worse than worse to me because I was just like, after you do midterms, you kind of prepare yourself for what finals is going to be like. Oh, it's right, right. More or less the exact same thing. So for midterms, like, I, I really struggled. Like, the reason I had to pull all-nighters is because I fucked that up for myself. I just wasn't prepared, I guess, or... I wasn't slacking off, but I wasn't, like... There would be, like, maybe a day of the week where I would just relax when... You really, like, if, if at all possible, you should be working every day. Even if it's just a little bit, you should be trying to do something every day so you don't fuck yourself by the end of the week and you're behind on projects, but... Yeah, there's a lot of people that, like, we went to high school with that still like that we keep in contact with or i do at least that i see on social media or whatever that just don't do shit like completely don't do shit oh and they're in college obviously they just don't do anything in the in like working wise in college it's it's crazy to me i don't know why you're going if you're not doing shit yeah that that always baffled me because even when i was at like that college is immensely expensive like like, I, I told Ren in this, most of the kids, like, I don't know most of them, I almost say, like, at least 40% of the, the kids that were there were loaded. Like, they were very, very rich. A lot of them were international students that came to other country, from other countries. I think, like, almost half the school were, like, uh, or international kids from Asia, East Asia specifically. And, and, um, and a lot of art schools, too, like, they're very fucking expensive yeah most of them are pretty expensive so it's like that that goes that's a huge hole in your pocket for any college but let alone an art school like that shit's crazy dude yeah i'm not even sure exactly why it's so much more expensive but yeah i feel like it, it just gives you a lot more opportunity to do shit which is why i think it's it's more yeah, I guess it's more freeing or more liberating than the fact that you get to choose your classes and you're going for your major. But when I was there, I was just noticing, like, it was just a bunch of, I mean, this might sound shitty, but it was a bunch of rich kids who didn't really have to do anything, so they didn't. And it just felt really shitty from, like, a person who could barely be there, and I'm working my ass off, and I just see these people doing nothing, and it just... It kind of pissed me off because it like I'd be in class and we'd have a homework assignment and I'd stay up fucking till four from like eight to four doing it while I still had other shit to do. It's like I got this done and I have other classes just like you do. Why the fuck couldn't right, you get this you're done? You're working your fucking ass off and they're they're not doing anything, but yet you're working your ass off and they can just slide by and not do shit. Yeah, like we'd have a. I remember specifically, we I had I took a drawing class. I think it was called uh, Real to Imagined. I had I think my professor's name was Sean. He was a pretty good guy, but there would be one person who would rarely do their homework, or if they did do it, they spent like an hour on it or like thirty minutes on it. And like for a class like that, because you you have it once a week. It's a six-hour class. Mm-hmm. So when you leave and he gives you one assignment to do and you literally have seven days to do it and you spent 30 minutes on it, it's just like a slap in the face. Like, you had seven fucking days. You had a whole week to 
do this and you didn't do shit. And I say that about that class because a lot of the classes you'll have twice a week. With that class, you only have it once a week. It's a six-hour class. Usually, people have a six-hour class. That's the only thing they're doing with their day. They're like That's the only class they're doing. Mm-hmm. So they have all of the morning before and all of like the afternoon to start it or finish it. And then they just don't. Like, I don't get it. Maybe it's just, like, a, from a place of privilege, just being able to, I guess, walk, afford, walk through without yeah, walk through life, yeah, without mm-hmm. having to worry about financial stuff. Because the whole thing with college is that you're paying to be there. Like, high school, you're forced to be there by the state. Like, it's a free thing. College, that's, you are investing into yourself. Right. Yeah. That That's something that I'm very worried about for going to college, because I want to go. And if I get there, and I obviously you can change in whatever, like you can change your major or your minor or whatever, but it's like, I don't know if I would like it, but I feel like if, if I paid for it, I would have to do it. That, that's just a huge commitment, you know? Yeah, it kind of forces you to like it almost. It's like, college is not fucking cheap regardless of where you go. Like it's just never Even at a community college, that shit is not cheap. Yeah. It's too much money to not do anything. And that's just what I never understood about the people they that just I was don't going give to school. They're yeah. just hurting themselves more in their pockets more. It's like, what? why? I even, uh, even when I was in art school, I had a lot of people just go, yeah, I didn't want to go to normal college, so I just figured I'd try this because I didn't know what I was doing. It's just like, well, art school is a lot more expensive than normal college. Like, Dude, This is not really crazy. the place to do that. Like, you can not go to college maybe for two years and figure out what you want to do instead of just going to an art college like that is the worst thing you can do especially like if you don't have money maybe if you're rich then it's like okay well then it's just kind of a fun time for you in the meantime but that's that's fucking ridiculous to me like going to college in an art college to just fucking have fun that is a weird and crazy idea because that's what i want to do and that's what you've done so that's just so weird to me. Yeah. It's not really the place to have fun either. Like, unless you are going and you do nothing like some people did, then you'll have fun because you won't be doing your work. But if you're going to art college and you are trying to actually build a career, you're going to have to try. And trying in art college is not an easy thing to do. Yeah, you like, got so many hurdles and shit. It's hours and hours of work and, like, it's one thing writing a paper, right? Writing a paper is something that you can kind of it, it takes time. But if you're you're drawing and maybe you're doing a painting, you can't really rush that. Like right. it's going to take eight eight hours to finish. There's no rushing it. If you want to do a good job, even with papers, like you can rush them and you can do an okay job, but like you wanna do a good job, you kinda of do gotta you got to put some effort in. And with art school, it's just harder because you're getting more physical work. You're doing paintings, you're doing drawings, you're filming, you're building, you know, you're creating, you're sculpting. And that that's not things you can rush. Like, yeah. they have processes, they have drawing times. Like, there's, you just can't do it there. Yeah, so, there's a lot of shit that goes into it. Yeah, I just, but that's like the worst place you can go just to, Chill. Go to a community college if you want to dick off. 
Because right. at least then you're spending the least amount of money, and it's kind of a better avenue to figure out what you want to do. Right. What was the reason for uh, leaving? Because obviously Justin's back now. And how long have you been back? I've been back for... It'll be two years in the beginning of the, uh, next year. It'll be two years. So I've been, been back, back for like a year and a half, yeah. That's weird. I thought it was less than that. Mm-hmm. It seems way less than that. But uh, what what happened? Like, was it just the money shit? Yeah. So when I, I came home from Christmas and then I flew back to SF in January. And I hadn't paid last semester yet, so I could not sign up for new classes. Mm-hmm. When I went to try to sign up for it, it said, look, you have to pay everything. You have to pay the complete of the last semester off, otherwise you can't sign up for new classes. And new classes were starting in a week. I wasn't able to do it yet. And then I had to talk to my uh, first-year counselor, who you get when you're first year, and they advised me they'd like, Classes have started now, and you you can't realistically start any classes right now. So the only thing you could do is either leave the college or take a, a leave of absence. So that basically means you just leave and you can come back whenever you want once you've paid everything off. So I ended up just taking the leave of absence because I knew I was not going to be able to pay for my first semester in full within that first week. Like, it was just too much money. Oh, yeah. So I came home. Uh, but you took the leave of absence? Yeah, I took the leave of absence. I didn't know that either. Yeah, I took the leave of absence. So technically, I could go back if I paid it all off. I could go back. Um, Do you want to go back? No. To, to there? Why not? I don't want to go back there. Uh, mainly Why? even like in the processes process of me leaving, they just did not care very much. Like They gave me a couple days to... like get all my shit and find a plane ticket to Michigan and leave and I had to be out like within a few days and it was like all so sudden that I was I tried to go to housing and I was like hey can you give me an extension so that way I can try to figure some things out try to get a plane ticket try to pack all my stuff other than just like the three or four days that you gave me and they told me no they flat out just told me no they would not work with me they would not try to help me and yeah. that's when I was like, okay, you guys really just do not care. Yeah, they just didn't give a fuck, it seemed like. They just want your money. Yeah. And now that you weren't paying, they said, no, fuck off. Yep. Uh, that's the primary reason I'm not going back is because CCA does not really care about their students. They have amazing staff. When I say staff, I mean, like, educational staff. Like, they have really good TAs, really good professors. I, I loved all my professors. They were really good people, but the administration side of things, it's not good. I they It just seems like they look at you like a dollar sign instead of like a person. Right. And if you're not providing money, then they kind of just push you aside. Or even if you are, which a lot of people have problems with as well, like they, they just do not care about you as a person. Like, and, that, and that's so fucked up because most of the time... These are people who are, act- or even kids, if you want to call them, you know, teenagers to young adults who are actually trying to better the fucking world in the long run. And it's like, no, we ain't making any money off of you. Just leave. Yeah. 
I ended up leaving. Luckily, we found a plane ticket and I could get home within a few days. Spent the last day, spent my last few days there with my friends, just hanging out. Flew home, and then months later, I ended up talking to my friend David, who was my roommate, and he actually had to leave the college as well because he had gotten into an altercation with uh, a Chinese kid that we had met our first day. Well, I guess this kind of goes back. So on orientation day, uh, I was hanging out with David because he was one of my roommates and he was the nicest to me and we just got along really well. And then we met this other guy. I'm not going to say his name, but uh, we met this Chinese guy. And we hung out with him, too, because he seemed cool. And we hung out together for, like, the first two days of orientation. So we were, we got semi-close. Me and David were really close, and he was there, too. So as the semester went on, it seemed like him and David had kind of gotten, uh, I guess, angry. Like, there was a problem there. Wait, you guys were, like, kind of basic friends with him? Yeah, basic friends. I've heard this story twice now, and I did not know that you guys were, like, you know, acquaintances of that type. I just thought it was some random fucking dude. No, no, no. Because he lived lived in the dorm with us, so he lived upstairs. And so the first day orientation, we all took a subway to... We all took part to the SF campus for CCA. And so we hung out, and we ate together. Just because we were just, we, we were all in the same dorm, and it right. was just easier. Uh, it was more convenient, yeah. Yeah, it was convenient, and he seemed like a cool guy. But as time went on, I guess he had he had met, he had got a girlfriend, and his girlfriend was Korean, and David was Korean, so sometimes David and his girlfriend would talk. Rarely, it was not like a, David was trying to steal her or anything type of way. It was more of David was in a different country, and then this was another Korean person he could talk to. And and relate to. And relate to. Yeah. And it wasn't like they were friends or would talk often. And they I, weren't even, like, and when they did talk, they weren't flirting, right? It yeah. was just a regular fucking conversation. Yeah, it was like how if you're in a class with somebody and they're sitting next to you, you try to make conversation. Right. It was like that type of deal. And I guess he got really angry, and then... He kind of said something to David, and like he kind of gave, he started giving him the cold shoulder, and he kind of made it known that he no longer liked David, and it was just like a really weird thing, or he was like a controlling person over his girlfriend. I don't like those types of people. That's a whole different subject to get into with that, because that's, ooh. yeah. But uh, this that all happened when I was still when I was still there, so I left. And then the, I think the spring semester, spring semester is the one I didn't attend. I attended all of fall, didn't attend spring. David still attended most of spring. Uh, halfway through, or maybe like three-fourths of the way through, him and this guy got into an altercation in class. Uh, they got paired together as uh, for like a project, like a group project. It was him and it was David and him. And the guy was still giving him the cold shoulder, and David was like, hey, what's going on? Is it still about the, the the girlfriend thing? Like, I don't know what's happening. And then I guess that made the guy really angry, and he went to, like, I don't know if he pushed David or what happened, but he did something, like, 
he touched David. I don't know. I can't remember if he said he pushed him or kicked him. But then David pushed him or kicked him back. And then I don't think anything happened after that. Like, they didn't keep oh, fighting. He got broke you off. forgot to mention, too, David is not like that at yeah, all. Yeah, I should, I should say this. Yeah. First and foremost, David is the nicest person I've ever met in my life. I've never seen him get very angry. I've never seen him yell or scream. He's just been, like, truly, like, the best person I know. I love him to pieces. Like a I wish I've never was even I've never even met him in the way that Justin talks about him. I fucking love him. Like, yeah. <laughs> David is like really really a nice guy. He's just genuine and yeah. like wholesome it seems at heart. Like he really doesn't want problems at all with anything. Yeah. And that's a great thing to have in a person. <laughs> yeah, he's not like that at all. So, like, when he was telling me about this, I, I already knew the guy was on some other shit. So, I guess security ended up just breaking it up, and, like, the classmates ended up breaking it up. And they had to talk to, like, the student board about it, about the incident and everything. Basically, it was just advised, like, hey, they shouldn't be partners anymore. Basically, I guess David had received an email of the school board telling him, like, you guys have to not interact and you can't talk to each other, just stay away from each other. And if you do, if any, either you try to, you'll get in trouble with the school board or whatever. And David didn't read the email. I know this for a fact. When you're in college, you constantly get emails. <laughs> All yeah. your professors, anytime they cancel a class or anytime you're adding extra work, or they'll be like, hey, read this, like you're constantly getting them, and it just goes to your CCA email account. So he got the email, he wasn't, he didn't read it yet, and he was headed, he was like already in SF. He went to try to apologize and try to like fix the problem, even though I don't necessarily think he needed to apologize. But he wanted, he wanted to try to fix the problem because that's just how nice David is. He wanted to just like, solve their issue and squash it so that way it wouldn't be a thing affecting them. And I guess when the security or no, what happened was he walked up to him and then the the other guy like let the security know that like David contacted him or whatever so then he got escorted off campus. He had to talk to the school board again and they said that they ended up deciding that it would be best for him to their words, it would be best to for him to leave for the semester and that he had to see like a anger management counselor and then that after all of that he could come back next semester see i've heard this twice or this is the third time i'm hearing it now and it still fucking pisses me off like legitimately fucking pisses me off he david literally went to apologize to an asshole that he didn't even have to apologize to <laughs> And now they're telling David that he needs that fucking anger management. It still makes me so angry. There, like, I just cannot put that to words. That is ridiculous. David, nicest guy ever, wants to go to apologize to the fucking asshole over here. And now David needs the anger management. And now he doesn't get an education because of it. That's so fucked. It is so fucked up. It's unreal. Yeah. David and my other friends that I made there, they tried to really come together and try to get him to stay, but nothing they did really work. 
they still ended up just telling them the same thing, even after the second the second hearing they had. They're just like, yeah, you have to leave. Do the, do, do the anger management. You can come back. So he ended up calling me and telling me everything that happened. Told me, like, yeah, I don't think I'm coming back here. Like, they just, like, I'm so sad right now. I have to leave. I'm not done with the semester. And this was the thing about David. So the first semester we had, uh, he's an architect major. He did like the best in his class. Like he was like his his uh his model for like his final his final project was like it was just amazing. Like everybody loved it. Like he was such a he was such a hard worker, and he was such a nice guy, and he was such a good architect uh, architecture major student. And so he was doing so well. And to have to just leave, like the school just made him leave, it was just, it crushed him. He's like, so sad, like, I was really liking it here, and now I'm not coming back here. Like, they, they, they did me so wrong, like, I can't come back to this school. And I was like, yeah, I, I completely understand. And he's just like, I, I, now I know how you feel when you had to leave, like, during the semester. But, and also for David, he had to go all the way back home which was south korea he had to fly yeah. home to south korea from california when i left i just had to go back to michigan i'm just yeah. still ways away but it's not it's not south korea you know what i mean yeah dude that so, that's ridiculous that is so fucking ridiculous yeah it's like an 18 hour flight like it, it's just it's just shitty all around i don't know Lucky, luckily, by that point, he wasn't living in housing. He had actually got an apartment with my friends in SF, so it wasn't like that big of a deal. But or for like leaving, he didn't have to go through the school school to do that. But it was just really shitty. Like they were just, it's inconvenient. Like you, you, you spend all this money to be there, and then to just be told like you have to leave now. Yeah. Yeah, he said it, it crushed him. Like, you know, he knows, like, how right, it feels. Rightfully so, leave. too. Like, uh, that, that would crush anybody. And then now, even higher for him, like I said, because he's one of the nicest fucking guys. And he, now he has to go back to South Korea. Like, that's crazy, dude. Yeah. So, he went back home, and last time I talked to him, he, he's like, I'll probably be looking at schools in New York and stuff, but I know I'm not going back to CCA. Oh, yeah. And, like, after that, that was, like, my final straw just because I knew that's when I kind of, like, figured, like, yeah, I can't imagine myself going back to someplace like that. Like, you knew they didn't care when they did that to you, but now you know they really don't fucking care about, yeah. about any of their students. Like, that's a huge, huge fucking thing. Yeah. It really hurt me. Like, I, couldn't, I just couldn't imagine going back to that school. Right. That was... Like I said, like, kind of the final straw would lead me not to go back to CCA and why I'm never going back to CCA. I really like the area. Like, I really like SF. Like, it's a it's a really great place to live for, like, a 20-something-year-old college student. Like, if you can afford it, I would say it's it's an amazing place to live. There are other colleges there. What are you, what are you planning on doing now, then, like, for college? For college? Um... I'm planning on going with my original idea to SAIC, which is uh, the School of Art Institute of Chicago, which is downtown Chicago. It's a really, really like great school, pretty prestigious, well-known. It's a nice art school. Uh, 
I'm pretty sure I'll be accepted again because I was accepted the first time, so I'm not really worried about that per se. That's good. It's pretty close to home. It's like a five, four hour drive from Michigan, four to five hour drive. So it's not that far away in case like I did need to come back or if people wanted to visit like mom, I know she probably would want to visit. So that's kind of like the next step, I guess, that I'm taking are applying to those places again. I was going to apply for fall, but like I don't think I'm going to go for fall just because I don't think I'm going to have the money to go for fall. So I'm aiming for spring right now. That's kind of like the plan I have, I'm doing now. Um, I don't have a job right now. Like I'm looking for a job right now. I did have a job. I worked at a really popular um, improvement retailer before. I didn't. I worked there for about a year. That was right after college, right after I came home from college. It was okay. Didn't like management. I ended up leaving that place. I won't get too specific into it, but I'm really happy I don't work there anymore. Yeah. Wasn't really the best place to work, but I had, they were really good. Like, uh, like my head cashiers and stuff were really cool because I was a cashier there, but other than that, I thought uh, I wouldn't really recommend it that much. But yeah, I'm kind of just looking around for a job right now until spring happens. You want to talk about yourself now, Brandon? Sure. I'd love to. I don't even know where to start with this. Do you think I should start from the job? Yeah, like how high school was, what you were doing with the job. Like okay. I wonder where you started. Okay, so when I think it was 16, I think I was 16 or so, 15 or 16, I started working at a place that I won't say, I won't say the name of it, but the people who will listen to this will probably know what it is anyways. I started working there with a group of friends and we would, we would be the afternoon shift. So we would go in from right after school. So, you know, three o'clock until 10 at night. And from there, uh, it was just like a regular warehouse. So we would, you know, go through and do regular shipping and receiving procedure shit where, you know, you just deal with shit. While we were there for, well, while I was there, I was there for almost two I want to I wanna say two years, or yeah, almost two years I was there for. I, um, I met a girl there who became like, she was my girlfriend, but it was like on and off. It was a weird situation. Uh, I would never say anything bad about her. She's a, she's a wonderful girl and everything that happened between us was in the past, of course. So I, I, nothing, I, nothing bad her way whatsoever. I, I, I wish her the best with everything that she does. She's a wonderful girl, but a lot of shit went down in this place with friends and this girl and different uh, co-workers and management. And what it came down to was when I would say, I don't know how long, maybe six, six months to eight months, like right, or six months to nine months, like right before a year was, I was promoted to the lead of the afternoon shift. And from there, I just, you know, I had different duties to do and bigger duties to do. Uh, so I was technically in charge of the other guys who were my friends. And it just stemmed a lot of problems. Um, a lot of stuff happened where it wasn't actually happening, where I was supposedly what they thought were 
or was that I was throwing them under the bus and saying different things about how they were working and thing and stuff like that. And I, I never did that. I really never did like whatsoever. But then from there, obviously it's just competition because you're, I would say like you're constantly in competition a little bit just for, you know, being in, in high school in general, because you're always trying to one up one another. And then mainly when you're in a job that was very, very unprofessional, it was, a, it was, it was a very unprofessional place. Uh, so it was, it was just like, I don't know. It wasn't suited for the age that we were at. And I, I still don't think it's suitable for most people who are there because none of them are that professional. Or when I left, at least, I don't know how it is anymore. I don't talk to the people who are in there anymore. Yeah, I'm sure it's like a weird thing, especially when you're working over your friends. I don't know. Like I said, it stemmed a lot of problems. And then a lot of stuff happened outside of work with the girl I was with. So that And she was technically my boss. So it was it was it was a weird dynamic, very weird fucking dynamic. Yeah, it's like you're your boss of your friends, and then the person you're dating is your boss. Right. Like, that just sounds like like a terrible thing because you know something's gonna go down with that. I mean, in, in retrospect, it wasn't as bad as like even to this day how I talk about it, but it still wasn't the ideal situation. Because usually, I mean, you could deal with that. Like a lot of people do that day to day, where it's like my significant other is my boss and then i just work with my friend like i've known a few people who've done that like outside of the people i was with yeah i can just see that going really left if you stop being friends with those people or you break up then it becomes a really awkward work environment right and that's great because that's exactly what the fuck happened to me uh so me and the girl were fighting a lot like outside of work and so that you know of course caused a lot of problems with within the workplace and then because of all the stuff that was happening with the other guys where we were arguing and they thought i was throwing them under the bus and things like that um we didn't we really didn't get along like at all anymore and i wouldn't even have considered them my friends and i know vice versa they wouldn't consider me their friend and then, so, we, obviously, we weren't friends, and then me and the girlfriend broke up, so, I, at the time, I felt like I had absolutely fucking nobody, I wasn't close with anybody besides the people I was working with and this girl, and then I lost them, and then, at the time, too, my parents and I were arguing about, you know, whatever, so, it was, like, a really fucked up time, and this was, uh, I was, I was either 17, oh, yeah, I was 17, so, it, was, it had been two years that this whole thing was, like, boiling up, you know? Yeah, and all, went, like, all that stuff kind of went down senior year, right? Right. It was uh, January through May of senior year, which was 2017? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I was 17 years old in a workplace that wasn't suited for anybody, uh, I would say, younger than 20, in my opinion. Uh, and I was also with a bunch of people who I was so comfortable with that I thought would never change. And obviously everybody changes either for the better or for the worst. And, you know, I was really like fucked up because of it. Cause it really fucked me up obviously. But then I quit and I just left all of those people behind. Like I, I left this place. I left the girl, I left my friends and I got new friends and 
it's it's so weird to talk about now because even from what I did after my first that was my first job too so it was like such a weird dynamic to go into that and then have to like deal with different places being actually professional but after that I'd left all of that behind and I completely like I don't know because then I was like a very very like I don't give a fuck what you have to say to me I don't give a fuck what you say in general about anything and I was just worried about myself which as like a you know high schooler 16 to 18 I guess that makes sense but so okay let me explain this so when I left that place I got brand new friends that I knew from high school and then like I just started completely partying with them and up until this point I wasn't really like a big drinker or smoker or anything but I just fucking partied with them like I wanted to I felt like the place I was at took away my childhood in a sense or my high school uh what's the word high school experience yeah experience the place I was at took that away so I wanted to live out like you know the shit you see in the movies where it's like uh going to parties and drinking and smoking and having fun with your fucking friends because I never had that because I was always at fucking work like one one uh spring break I literally worked for 60 fucking hours I didn't do shit but work for a whole spring break. So uh, I met these guys. They're a great group of people. They're so nice. They're all so nice. Like I still keep in contact with them right now. Like it's, it's only been like uh, two years since I stopped really partying with them, but like they're, they're such good guys. Um, so when I did this, I started partying. We were drinking, we were smoking like every fucking weekend we were going to parties and it was fucking fun, dude. Like I would honestly, like, I would honestly recommend it to a high schooler who's going through some shit. Like, that, it doesn't sound too good to say that, but I think it's a good experience to have when a shit in your life has been going sour. Like, so you don't want to, this is a whole different topic, but I'll just touch on it really quick. You don't want to go too extreme with drugs and alcohol because obviously they can fuck your life up. But if you're, if you're still... 18 to 20 and you have a lot of leeway to do what you can and everything i would go for it like it it's it's a good experience to have if you've never done it before i think it's a great great thing to do but yeah so i partied with them and it was a great time and it was it was very nice to have a different experience than what i was used to and then I, I just wanted to chill a little bit, so I stopped doing it as much. Like, I'll still drink and I'll still drink and I'll still smoke from time to time, but not as not as often as I was doing it, because that was, that was extreme. Like, that was a fuck ton. <laughs> from there, I got another job at a place that, it, it's not a good place. They treated me very badly, and they don't know how to go about treating their employees at all. Like at all i would not recommend working here uh i don't i i won't say their name but they're just not a good place they the it was a warehouse and the warehouse is very dirty uh the people are very very un unprofessional like i i feel like that's a trend for me where <laughs> uh places aren't that professional but it's you know what i get into i guess i've had like odd jobs here and there after that but i haven't had anything notable before or after i mean so i don't know 
Um, the whole thing with me that I think, and Justin's brought this up to me before, it's like, I'll leave a place after like a week or a month or whatever. And it's, it, it's a weird situation to describe, but I just feel as if I'm bigger than a nine to five. And, you know, that, that sounds very cocky and very like, I'm better than people who do that, but that's not the case whatsoever. I don't, I don't mean to be like that, but it's just the fact that like, I feel like I'm, I'm destined for bigger things, you know, cause a, a nine to five obviously gets anybody on their feet. You do what you want. And if you love having a nine to five job, that's great. You can keep it. But I just feel like I don't want one like that. I don't want a set schedule where it's like, here, do this, here, do that. I want to go into media and I want to go into film and things like that, where it's like, we're on a set and we're doing different things and there's always action and there's always like talkative stuff and like a warehouse is just like, here's your set thing to do for the day. And that's it. And obviously in a movie set or whatever, it still has a set thing to do for the day, but it's not as like, hands on. Right. Yeah. Hands on. Uh, I don't know. Uh, a nine to five just doesn't interest me. Like it, it really does not interest me. It doesn't, it, it's, it's, it's not a thing where I look at, like, on Indeed or whatever, and I'm, I'm saying to myself, oh, this is awesome. I would love to work this 9-to-5 job at a warehouse or whatever. But, obviously, you need that kind of stuff to get you on your feet for what I want to do. Yeah, a lot of people use the jobs as, like, a stepping stone, not as, like, a forever place. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's what I want to do, but it's, I don't know, it... It's so hard to go through my mind and tell you, like, why I think the way with, with a 9 to 5, how I said, like, oh, I think I'm better. Like, I don't think that way. It's just the fact that I don't like 9 to 5. I really don't. They just, it, it turns me off in every situation, no matter no matter what the type of job is, unless it's something that's in my field. Because you could work in film, obviously, and it would just be a regular 9 to 5, you know, but... I just mean a regular, like, office space, like, cubicle type, you know, movie shit, you know. Mm-hmm. But if, it, it's, if it's something sporadic or just you look at it and you're just like, oh, that's fucking awesome. That's something I would love to just sit down and do. Yeah, I think a lot of people have that, I guess, idea where most people feel like they're better than a 9 to 5 in the sense that they think maybe... I'm working at McDonald's right now, but obviously this isn't where I'm always going to be. Like everybody has dreams that they want to get to. But like I said earlier, they need those as a stepping stone. They need money right now for maybe just basic living expenses and they don't plan on being there forever. Yeah, that makes sense. But I keep saying, I don't know, but I, I really don't know because there's, there's nothing that I've had in the past two years that has really been like, I want to stay here in order to do better for myself and help myself out. I've stayed at places for, you know, over a few months and whatever, but I've never been like, oh, I want to be here for the next, well, like while I'm going to college. I've never had a job that's like secure enough and that I feel good enough at in order to go to college while I'm also here at the nine to five. I've never had that. And it, it sucks because like you said, it's a stepping stone and I, I would need it, but I just... I've never had the shit in my mind where it's like, here it is. You got it. You're good. Like, 
stay here and be fucking awesome here, you know? Yeah, and you, honestly, you might not never have that, because I think in your mind, you're fixated on, like, the, your ultimate, like, career goal, which is, like, working in film. So maybe you won't feel that until you start actually working into film or working in film, you know what I mean? Yeah, but that's a that's a big problem that I, I guess just needs a deeper think into where I need to fix myself and help myself with that. Yeah. Because obviously I can't not have a job forever. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Honestly, like, I understand where you're coming from. Completely, I do. But, like, it, it's temporary. You know what I mean? Like, even temporarily, I know you're maybe you're not happy with the situation or you really don't like working there. Like, in my past jobs, I didn't like working there, but I knew I kind of had to, to just to keep, like, the basic needs for myself, keep money in my pocket so I wouldn't be walking around with nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah, but that's also the thing for me that I've always said. Like, I don't, I do not for the life of me. Like, you could tell me any, any job whatsoever. I do not think that work or money outweighs the work you have to do. So if you're, if you're doing absolute shit work, but you're getting fucking amazing money, I do not think that's worth it. I think you're just digging yourself a hole to, for failure in the long run. Cause now you're, you're used to doing this shit work and you're putting yourself below money which should not, I don't think money should be the, the, like, circle around what the fuck you do. Yeah, I agree. That's part of why I'm going to do what I do. Like, I'm not going to make a ton of mar- money working in art, but it's what I like to do. Yeah. That, and so, even with the film, as obviously I want to go into film, as we both stated. Um, with, with doing that, I, I still want to help people, too. Like, this is a uh, big platform in order to do something like that, where anybody could just ask me a question or ask me for advice or come to me to, for me to help them out. That's what I want to do. I want to completely help people and make sure that they're okay, because I know how it feels to be so down. I know how it feels to just, like, you're, you're completely out of the loop for your friends, your family, anybody that you know that is just putting you out and not making you feel like yourself, or maybe you're not even feeling like yourself by whatever, you know? So I I just want to help people out and be able to be here for people. And that's, like I said, it's a huge thing for this podcast, because if I'm able to do that for anybody, you can message me, you can text me, anything. Because I'm really here because I I love helping people. And if you need it, I, I can help. Like, that's the main takeaway from what I'm, I'm saying with this. And that, that's also, it ties in with the 9 to 5 thing, because if it's if I'm able to have a job where I'm able to help somebody out, like, in any sort of capacity where I'm just, you know, talking in front of a fucking high school or whatever about a real situation, I would love to do that, you know. It just feels good to help somebody, and not even in the fact that I want to feel good about it. It's I want them to feel good about themselves. And I feel like that's a huge thing to to do for somebody. You know, just it's it's like corny to say, but just literally going up to somebody and being like, oh, your shirt looks nice. You look good today or something like that. It just puts like a whole better, you know, attitude on everything. And I feel like it. if you're able to even extend that, which is what I want to do to make it so 
somebody in general feels good about their whole self, not just for the day, but you keep feeling good, I feel like that's such a good thing to do for somebody. And it, it, it stretches even farther than this podcast. Like I want to do, I want this podcast to be an opening for something for any of us, any guest who we have on here, Justin or myself, I want it to be an opening in order for us to go into bigger things and better things, like how Justin wants to go into graphic design. If somebody's able to see this podcast and, you know, a miracle, if it blows up to that extent, and there's somebody with uh, who will listen to it who needs a graphic designer, and they're like, holy shit, and they look up Justin and they look up his art, and they're like, holy shit, he's actually very good. That, that's your opening. Like, they've seen you from this podcast, so you're able to go further with it, and that's what I want to do. Yeah. You know, somebody looks me up, sees my videos that I've I've created and edited myself, and then see the way that I talk and everything. I, I want it to be an opening in order to go farther. Because, yes, we are just sitting here and we're having fun, and we're not doing this to blow up, and we're not doing this to make it so it becomes, like, a huge regular podcast. We're, uh, we are doing that, but it's the fact that if it does go further, this is the perfect opportunity to do who do so mm-hmm. so i don't know i think i mean i think that just about wraps it up for the whole thing really you yeah know? i agree i want to actually say with the difference between myself from high school and now in high school i was a very like angry in your face i don't give a fuck type of guy and now i'm i'm more chill i'm more relaxed i'm more open-minded to things and I want to say right now, like full on, if you did know me in high school, I apologize. <laughs> like I apologize that you knew me in high school because I'm a completely different person from then. And you also, if you knew me in high school and you still have that image of me that I was in high school, maybe you should talk to me, you know, shoot me a text. We could, you know, go get food or whatever. And then you could actually get to know me. It's, it's not more so that I want you to like me. It's the fact that I feel bad for the way I was to people, no matter if like you were a random person or even my friend. I feel like I was an asshole to everybody, and I feel so bad about it to this day. So I don't know if like you feel any type of way towards me, you can talk to me, and we can clear it up, and... I don't know. I just feel like I'm a completely different person and I've grown from high school after the whole experience at my first job with, you know, the girl and the friends and everything where I lost everything. I just feel like from that experience, it really changed the way I felt about life and the way I looked at life. So, yeah, I'd agree. You did change like way, like definitely for the better since high school because I wouldn't even know if we were friends in high school. We were we hung out in the same group, but we didn't really hang out. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, we were like close acquaintances. Yeah, but pretty much. You're definitely you've grown a lot as a person. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. I really do appreciate it because it. I I like I said I just hate it. Like looking back on it, I don't regret anything because I I feel like living life with regrets is bad to do, but I do feel bad for what I've done. Because I, I did a lot of stuff and said a lot of stuff that was terrible. And, like, we'll get more into that on different uh, topics and stuff. But 
I I just feel like I've changed for the better, and I do feel better about myself. And I'm I'm glad that I have the, the I'm glad I have the people who are around me now because the the people who I was around then they were like a reason to why I was so angry and you know what have you. But of course I was the ultimate benefactor where I just made myself even worse. You know. Yeah. So I don't know. Like I said, I, I'm. You can. We can hash anything out and talk about it. You can talk to me about anything. Like I'm always here to help, and I'm just glad that we're able to, you know, get this podcast up and running. And I, I literally cannot wait. I'm so excited to do even more episodes and actually talk about the topics we want to go for. Yeah, I feel like uh, I kind of changed in the opposite way than you did in high school, in the way that. I didn't, I didn't really have like a, that strong of a backbone and I didn't really stick up for myself that much because I was so, I guess, obsessed of ma- like obsessed with making sure everybody around me was good Yeah. that I never really made sure like I was good. And now I'm always making sure that, I mean, maybe this is selfish, but like I'm, I'm good before anything, making sure I'm putting myself in a comfortable situation before I worry about somebody else. And maybe that's selfish, but it's something I need to do to grow as a person. No, but I wouldn't call that selfish because you're just being more mindful for your own health. Yeah. That's, that's the main takeaway from that because you just got to watch out for yourself before you watch out for anybody. But I I did that for so long that I just don't want to do that anymore. I would rather have somebody else before I have myself at this point. Because I just did it for so long in such a negative way yeah. that it really fucked with me. So with yours, it's not it's not selfish. It's just more so you, like you said, you growing and you learning more about yourself, which is amazing. You know. Mm-hmm. Alrighty, well, I am Brandon Zoys. and I'm Justin Coleman, and thank you so much for listening to Mildly Uncomfortable. Uh, I cannot wait to come back with bigger and better topics and issues that we have planned. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter. Uh, it's at mildly you pod, which is M I L D L Y, the letter U P O D. We'll be posting all the links and all the updates for every single podcast uh, on there. So make sure you follow that. And thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. <laughs>